Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. As always, the Permission Granted Podcast available on its own podcast feed which is also available inside the Odyssey app. So you can find the PGP there or the DA Show's podcast feed there, which houses the PGP as well. So all those for your listening pleasure inside the Odyssey app or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Well, the 12 DAs have now hit number three. And look, I don't know if there's controversy necessarily, but there is a discrepancy in the votes. Today we played the Goat of Goats, which is when the guy who owned Flower the Goat came to the show in Boise and told us that he also had a previous goat that broke her neck at a golf cart accident. Number three. How old is your goat? She is three years old. And she's on a leash? She is on a leash. And you said she's basically your dog. She's your pet. She is my horny dog. She's your horny dog. (laughs) And... I tried to pet Flower during the commercial break, and she kind of bucked at me. Is that a friendly buck, or is that, uh, get away from me, buddy, I'm annoyed. Kind of both. It's a little bit of both. (laughs) She's such a sweetheart, though. What do you feed a goat on a daily basis? Uh, She eats whatever she wants. Yeah, because goats, like, have been known to eat tomato cans and tires. She's got four stomachs. She's got four stomachs. So, yeah, so what do you you feed her? Just, like, Uh, what you're eating? Oh, okay, there's goat pellets. Yeah. You got to walk a, walk a goat? You don't have to walk her, but I like to walk her. Okay, and so does she just do doo-doo and number one just on the street? You got to pick it up like a regular dog thing? Yeah, her pellets, they're just little raisins. Okay. Have you ever have you ever met anybody else with a pet goat that kind of walks it on a leash? No. Yeah, are you allowed? Like, are you currently breaking some kind of city ordinance by having <laughs> this goat on the street? How does that work? No. It's just my animal. Have you ever owned a goat before i have and uh she fell off my golf cart and broke her neck oh no you so you had a goat on a golf cart yeah i worked at the golf course and she was golfing with me one day and she was golfing what was her handicap uh broken neck got it (laughs) got it (laughs) wow this is taking a dark turn Get any any cotton off her before she dies? (laughs) No, I didn't get any cotton. She kind of looks like she's got a Mraz type of figure. She does, and when we come downtown, she likes to eat all the cigarette butts, so we do a community service. Is that healthy? Um, She's got four stomachs, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't kidding. They do have four stomachs. (laughs) Okay. They ones for cigarette butts. But that's... (laughs) (laughs) That this was voted number one by you... Number two by me. Number three by Pete. We had, the three of us felt very strongly about this one. And I I believe that it was a pretty heavy number two behind the only thing that I think topped it, obviously, in my rankings. But I, feels like the number one is, is the consensus number one in some way, shape, or form. But 
Bogues and Cap, you said had this as just inside the top 12? Uh, yes, yes. They had it each at number 11. Matter of fact, Connor had it. Uh, I forgot to include Connor on this. Connor didn't even have it as a first four out, but I kind of give him a pass for it because this felt like one of those moments that if you weren't there on the show for it, it may not have registered for you as, you know, basically outside of it. So I kind of put him aside and not crushing him for it because this feels very insidey a moment. But yeah, I thought Kaplan and Bogus did this no justice. And I think to me, there's two reasons for that. I think Bogus, I think Bogus, unlike you, I, or even Pete, doesn't deal with uncomfortable well. And I think he felt very uncomfortable. Mm. Because he was on site. He was on site and had to deal with the handicap question, the awkwardness, and ushering the guy off. And I know what that's like. He may be a little anxious there where he didn't fully appreciate the moment. And as far as Kaplan goes, it wasn't because we weren't part of our in-studio cameras or our normal Zoom, you know, that you did a really good job with the stream in Boise. But let's face it, you know, it wasn't, you know, Cap's masterwork of being able to visualize and see what happens. And I think Cap voted on a lot of these few what he think looked better. As really? they sounded. I do. I do. So I think the, I think that's why those two guys kind of railroaded this bit a little bit. And by the way, you could tell that their rankings hurt it because I will tell you that we are taping this on a Tuesday. What comes up as the number two moment of the year did not get a single first place vote. So in other words, it was helped out by communitively. A lot of people loved it at the top of the list, but no number one votes like the GOAT got which meant to have a number one vote and get dropped back, others had to have not liked it as much. So even if Bogues or Cap had put it at, like, number seven, this probably makes number two is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. They are the reason it is not number two and it is number three. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, it's it's an extraordinary moment because an uncomfortable moment is – punctured by the ridiculousness it's it's talking about a goat falling off a golf cart from an owner of another goat that's on site with the goat also eating cigarette butts <laughs> every part about it it's it's our in-studio on-site guest we happen to get in <laughs> Boise at the bacon show is a guy with a goat you I think described it perfectly it's a very curb your enthusiasm moment yes and curb perfected the uncomfortable laugh that yes. something uncomfortable happens and you laugh about how uncomfortable it is right that's what this moment was right and and i think that's why i appreciate it so much because again i can't reiterate enough that pete and i weren't there but instead back there or you know orchestrating the show and engineering the show from behind the scenes and the combination of both i can't believe what this guy just said his delivery because he wasn't giving you with a ha ha, my goat died in a golf. He was giving you a series. No, this is really what happened. You're trying to break the tension by asking what the golf handicap was, and his perfect answer: the handicap is the broken neck. That whole delivery, and also <laughs> watching it through the same prism. In other words, that you we would watch curb your enthusiasm, where me and Pete on the other side just get to let you guys deal with that, and we are going to purely enjoy it. It was to me, it was too special and too unique. And as you pointed out. With so many of these 12 DAs, can you tell the story without? Or, you know, we, we've pounded it through the PGP the last couple of weeks. This, to me, anytime you think of traveling for the DH or anytime you even come back to Boise, you're always going to think of, remember when that guy came on site with the goat and his other goat died? Like, it is something you all, it's a remember when. And a remember wins are special. Imagine we, we put this clip 
against the Curb theme song. Right, Larry David just sitting there like, what? What did he just say? Looking at the goat. <laughs> and the fact that he was trusted, by the way, to bring a goat everywhere around town, as you said, showed up to the tailgate and everything. The man killed a goat by recklessly putting it in a golf cart and just give him another goat and let him bring him everywhere. And let him eat cigarette butts. And if you were in Boise, like, that's kind of what you might expect, <laughs> is that a guy with some type of farm animal might show up at the, <laughs> the site and... Uh... <laughs> Regal us with stories. Yesterday was number four, which was... Piggy Doodle Nandy. Number four. Okay, Danielle, are you ready to pull Sean's, his tail, and tell him to squeal, piggy, squeal? Squeal, piggy, squeal is the comment, Danielle. All right. Right now. Oh, God. Oh, no. God, Marez has the pigtail out of his butt, and you can see his butt cheek. Uh, Taylor, pull my tail. Pull my tail, sweetheart. Pull it. Uh, uh. Oh, my ears are fall off. Danielle, can we get a squeal, piggy squeal? Louder, Danielle, louder. Squeal, pig squeal. Are you gagging? Get that nose in that pudding, Marez. Oink, 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 Aaron Boone sucks. Be the best. That's right. Tell us all about the 2021 Yankees, Marez. They're not going to survive, and neither am I. Oh, my God. Yo, bacon's not bad. Oink, oink. Where's the fish Nobody's having it here, D.A. It's a bad scene. Oh, she is not happy. We don't have a happy kid in the way to daycare. She's covered in chocolate. I'm covered in chocolate. Oink, oink, oink. Where ah. is Danielle? Is Danielle witnessing this? Yeah, she's the one filming the sky cam right now. <laughs> she's not happy with the scene. She's not happy. She's got to clean my kid up. She's called it disgusting. Do you hear any comment? I mean, Danielle. I just thought it was disgusting. You can't get it. You're not <laughs> This is disgusting. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Taylor. Witness what Daddy's doing. <laughs> and that one stands the test of time because it's uh, it's horrifying for your family. Now you had said on the air that this caused a couple of days of discomfort in in the home. What what were those days like? Well. You got to remember, this happens at a point in time in my life where <laughs> my wife is pregnant. Like with, this is sports century. Well, it is true. It is true. My wife is pregnant with child. So any wrong maneuver I make, and she now is now becoming very motherly with the hormones of now protecting the cubs, if you will. Taylor being the lead cub who was already born. Now you throw into the fact, if you remember and you look at visually where this clip took place and you remember all the home remotes, no, 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 this is when I was living at my sister's because we were going through home renovations. So the four of us, my wife, the dog, Taylor, and me are living out of a full-size bedroom. This is the famous nap room that you took. Yeah, which is not a full-size bedroom. It's 
It's right. tight. The full size bed is in it. So the tight quarters, hormones raging. It's just, it's not a pleasant time to be alive if you're me. This is also you're not sleeping much because Danielle's wearing or is all over the body. The pillow. body pillow. You're you're hitting all the points here. Okay, everybody's on edge. Now, <laughs> I make a dumb Yankees proclamation as I often do, and instead of just me having to deal with what I have to deal with, blue body paint that we'll see in January outside the studios, uh, bird scene Central Park. Instead. The bed idea is run into, we're going to rope your family into this. And your poor daughter, Little Cub, is going to have to be living in forever video form, pulling a tail as I'm draped in chocolate pudding and bacon. All while my wife, who's in a rush to get out the door to get to work, remember, and get the child tailored to daycare while being pregnant and miserable that she's hot and hasn't slept, has to deal with this as well. And now watches this, knows my daughter is screwed having to be embarrassed for life, knows now she has to wash her up before daycare. It just led to a lot of angst and hostility in my life in the days that followed. Now, I have to imagine Taylor got a kick out of it. At that point, she's 18 months old. Oh, shit. And seeing Daddy dress up as a pig. It was as good as a day in Disney World. And and she did tell all her friends at daycare. We did find out later that day we picked her up. Daddy pig, dad, dad, pig. And obviously the daycare teacher didn't quite understand what that meant. Why is dad a pig? But, yeah, she loved it. She loved it. But my wife with the bath and the this and the that and putting her in that spot and her not feeling great about the way she looked pregnant. I don't want to be on camera. And just it, the aftermath was, was tough for a couple <laughs> days. And you had chocolate pudding all over your face that you had gone bobbing for bacon in the pig costume. And then Taylor put chocolate pudding all over her face yes exactly and then yeah. danielle had to clean her before she went to work yes i, I would venture <laughs> to guess if we did that ba- payoff today on december 21st 2021 i think i would have a better reaction i think i think it would be appreciated more by the family i don't think we were at a mental spot <laughs> where that was appreciated by the family and cap voted this very high is that his number one let me go back to kaplan's rankings here cap had piggy doodle dandy at his number one, correct. Yeah. And Pete had it as a number two. You had it as a first four out. Bogus had it off the board. And so I'm going to rationalize my vote here. I think Cap, to your point, loved the visual more than anything else and voted on the visual. He said, how can anything be topped? How can anything top this? And sent us a gif of you dressed in a pig outfit, right. smashing your face in chocolate pudding. My vote was based on this. You had paid off... Two significant bets this year. Number one, with a bullet, was hot clam chowder. Because the reaction, first of all, you're dressed as Ben Franklin. (laughs) Number two, there's a piping hot vat of clam chowder that gets poured over your head. Number three, you start screaming because it's scalding you. Yes. To me, like, that's the, that hits every high mark of a moment, of a visual, of an audio, of something went wrong, of just everything. And so thus, I voted that extremely high. We have not heard that yet in the 12 DAs of Christmas. We'll see if it makes it. But I had that, obviously, really, really high on my list. And... I thought the Piggy Doodle Dandy was almost like a cheap knockoff. Now, it was its own bet. It was its own visual theater. But it also happened 17 days after you had paid off the the clam chowder bet. 
And remember, there was talk, brief discussion, if you will. Hey, do we just have me, Mraz, do the piggy doodle bet payoff at the Bob's Bar scenario too? And you were the one that said, absolutely not. These have to be two separate things. The clam chowder is already happening. So it's interesting that you did push this off to 17 days later. And thus, by your push off, this could have been grouped in as it's part of another 12DA candidate. But see, that wouldn't have been fair. It wouldn't have been fair to group it all together because it does deserve to stand on its own. It wouldn't have been fair. <laughs> Me dressed as a pig dipped in chocolate pudding. Yeah, that has some real significance. Yes, exactly. It wouldn't have been fair. Uh, so I probably voted it kind of low. I had it as a first four out. Uh, yes, you had it at a first four out. I had it at number eight. And, I, and on that point with Cap having a number one visually, it's kind of like where people forget the MTV VMAs and the Grammys are different. <laughs> the Grammys, you're voting on the audio. The VMAs, it's about the video music awards. And it's never about the songs, it's about the music video. And I think Kaplan might be, we might be able to have a Grammy VMA situation here. Because if it was about the video, then the Piggy Doodle Dandy is one of the top three moments of the year. It's a top agree. three visual moment. I agree. I agree. And the GOAT moment is probably out. I agree. Only because we have no vote, uh, no video of the GOAT. Right. Or dying in the golf cart. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That could have been really sad. I don't know where that would have ranked. It would have been a heller stun to a noose. <laughs> okay, so two non-12DAs topics we have to discuss. Number one, the huffing of farts thing. This is this is so wild. Um, you know, you with this is piggybacking off of Stun to a News, where there's a there's a star of 90 Day Fiance who is jarring her own fart and selling them for hundreds of dollars, <laughs> she says on eBay, if we believe her. But you said there's five people in the world quickly off the top of your head that you scribble down a top five list of farts that you'd want to s- smell. And you actually said you would spend money on Mila Kunis's fart. She was your number one. I'm sure Aiden's having fun inserting that clip right now. <laughs> okay, start at number five. Number five, DA, uh, sports world. Two of them will be sports related. I'm going Shaq. I feel like Shaq would have a heavy, dense base in that jar and... I'm curious on the blowback from the new chicken sandwiches he's been peddling in stadiums. The Shaq brand, knowing that you've smelt that brand, would be enormous. Number four, this really tests the theory of two things, females and heavyset people. I'd love to to smell a Melissa McCarthy heater. I think that there is some potential there to debunk the theory that only heavyset people lay the smelly bombs. And also, frankly, Melissa McCarthy, a little funny, little she would get it, little giggly. Number three, I'm going to go to a guy who, without him, I may not be in this chair, Ray Romano. That's a lot of Italian food. That's a lot of, you know, fun-loving, good Ray Romano stuff. I'm sure he eats a lot of good stuff but remains thin. And I feel like thin people that eat good, that's an interesting dynamic. Number two, it's got to be Eli Manning. Look, I owe so much of the happiness in my life to him. And I know he crushes Bud Lights. I know he crushes beer. And I know he can be a fun guy. And look, that's championship farts for me. That's my favorite championships. And if I could have those rings and those memories and have the gas that goes along with it, I'm in. And my number one, and I don't really think there's a debate in this worldwide, and like something I might consider paying $575 for, I would love Mila Kunis' farts in a jar, okay? She, to me, ever since that 70s show has completely grown on me, she, uh, look, I'm not going to lie, I'm very attracted to uh, Mila Kunis. And if I know that she packs a punch on the back end, she's going to humanize that effort for me. 
Amila Kunis, to me, should be everybody's number one fart in a jar purchase. Did that get any blowback in the household? No. No. There's a lot going on in my house right now. It's <laughs> My daughter Taylor's birthday comes on Wednesday. It's Christmas. We have people coming over for Christmas Eve. You have all this stuff going on with coronavirus. I think I'm getting away. That's why I said I think today if we paid off the bet, I'd be fine. There's a lot of stuff getting lost in translation here in my house. So Danielle didn't hear it. No, no, no. And no, no, no mother-in-law text, no, you know, and that would be awkward. My mother-in-law asked me about Mila Kunis' farts. It would be definitely awkward. I'm getting away with whatever I want to get away with this week. Maybe that's why I'm playing fast and loose. I'm running the run-and-shoot offense this week on the show. Because I'd like to know, what's your guess on how Danielle would feel about you saying I'd like to purchase Mila Kunis' farts? You know, I, I don't know if I want to know. I don't, or who knows? Maybe she thinks I gave away a, a stocking stuffer. <laughs> Let's see what happens on Christmas morning. I mean, <coughs> does does Danielle know that you find her really attractive? Mila, Mila Kunis? Kunis? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, especially when we watch Ted and stuff. Look, I, I'm safe in it. I know she finds men attractive and whatnot. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, come so on. she's not super jealous like you're not allowed to find a celebrity no, attractive. No, no. In fact, she's probably hoping Mila Kunis knocks on the door <laughs> and wants to rip gas and hang out with me. So, I, I wonder what she would think about you wanting to purchase jars of farts, though. Because Well, let's remember something. I didn't wake up on Tuesday or Monday's show and say, man, my life on dreams to purchase these people's farts. It was a stun to a news. It brought an interesting mindset and thought. And then I thought about it, and I realized I probably would. But I didn't spend my whole weekend watching football thinking, man, if only I had Shaq and Melissa McCarthy's gas canned for me. So it's in context. <laughs> you, you also have some of the deepest vocabulary for farts. You you said that Mila Kunis, you want to see if she can pack a punch. <laughs> well, I'm trying to help Pete out you, there. I don't want to say fart, 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 fart every I know, time. I know. You said jar a heater. <laughs> well, I've, sometimes they're hot. <gasps> Also, were you, like me, a little concerned about saying fart too many times? Yeah, that's why I was coming up with different words. <laughs> gas chamber. I said gas and toots a lot. I think you can toots. say toots as much as humanly possible. I think farts is a little bit. And I went to toots as well. I went to the toots well for day two of this conversation. But I agree. And look, I, I'm again, holiday time. I'm trying to make Pete's job easier. I, you know, if we if we say the word fart 50 times within two days, it's probably an issue. Yeah. We don't want to start January 2nd with a call to the office. Guys, lay off the Mila Kunis gas stuff. Because the thing is, you I don't think you could ever get called into the office for saying toots too much. No, because toots can mean anything. You might be playing a flute. Well, I think in our context, we know what we're talking about. But it's just, it's cute. It's, it's cute. innocent. It's a, toot. it's a toot. The thing is, it's not, it doesn't properly describe what Shaq would do. No, I would. <laughs> That's not what you're getting in that can. A black hole in the galaxy? I don't you're getting something way more than a toot. And as I said, heavy and dense. A dense fog reigned over the Bay Area. Like his footwork in the yeah. paint. Oh, it's disgusting. But I, to be fair, I gave Shaq a plug there. I was trying to say I'd smell, see what the chicken after effects are, the sandwich he's pumping. <laughs> oh, no. Secondly, Gelb calls up the show today. He's uh, got you dead to rights with your pro Matt Rule tweets, even though you've trashed Rule for the better part of two years now. Gelb joins us this morning on the show. Gelb, good morning. Someone brought this to my attention. 
10.02 a.m., January 6, 2020, oh boy. if the Giants don't hire Matt Rule now this offseason, is a mess. Rule is a legitimate head coach, not a hotshot coordinator, oh. turned Baylor and Temple into legit programs under his watch without elite recruiting. I think Mraz is just really annoyed with Matt Rule because he left John Mara at the altar in the airport. Wow, Mraz, how would you answer for that? Show me the tweets. Show you the tweets. They're not there. Okay. Show me the tweets. Really? They're not there? Wait, you're saying that you didn't tweet them. that? I think somebody is doing something stupid here, photoshopping or something. Search Admiral CBS rule and show me the tweets. Okay, I'm doing Hold it. Right. I don't see them. I just did it. I don't see them. Woof, woof. This is a CBS News special Whoa. report. This is unbelievable. Unreal. Get this, folks. Mraz deleted the tweet. Oh. Cap went back into the Twitter archives and found out Mraz deleted the tweet and screenshotted it. When did you delete this? I don't remember deleting <laughs> tweets. <laughs> I well, I mean, you could know if it's today or yesterday. You can say no Was to that. Was it the last 48 hours? I do not confirm nor deny oh, nor Oh, my it goodness. The last it 10 minutes. was. You oh. went back and did it just oh. now. Oh. I got screwed. I didn't know Gelb was coming on to ram me up like a roast beef in an oven. I didn't know he dug I up. I can't trust any of you. Somebody screwed me Who here. Who can trust you? Somebody screwed me. Who can trust you? You lied to our faces. It's Christmas time. Have my back, somebody. Uh, Tell me he's time. coming for me on that rule. I already admitted to swallowing farts in a jar. Now you're making me look like a fool with Zach Gelman, Matt Rule. And you got wind of this from Pete, and then you you quickly scurry to delete tweets during well, Gelb's segment. Let's go behind the curtain real quick here. The show is going along nicely. We've done the fart bit. We've done... The 12 DAs. It's a, been a trash Tuesday. It's been a fun Tuesday on the show. And Pete says to you in through the channels during a break, Gelb first, then stun doing news. And I said, Gelb first? I had to go check the show sheet. I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> Gelb first. And when I know that there's something that's gone behind my back, I know I'm getting asked. I'm getting screwed. There's no doubt about it. So I said, what's going on? I said it to you. I said to Pete, nobody would tell me what's going on. No, no he just, no, he just no. wants to come on. I and did talk tell about... you. He wanted to, I said he wanted to come on and address you making fun of his Matt Rule stuff. Yeah, I know. But, but th he doesn't just come on <laughs> and say, by the way, guys, come on. I'm friends with Matt Rule and then hang up the phone. I knew that there was going to be something that went down. I'm not that dumb. So he's on hold. He calls in. I try pressing him a little bit. Gelb, what's going on here? No, the Matt Rule. I said, Something's not right. <laughs> So I said, Pete, what's going on here? He goes, he may or may not have tweets of yours to fit where you wanted Matt Rule's Giants coach. I said, excuse me? So I quickly went to my phone. I did at Mraz CBS Rule, spelt like Matt Rule, and I saw like six of them. You guys only talked about one I deleted. And one by one I ripped through them, except for I missed one reply. You had six pro Matt Rule tweets? I did. Apparently I really pounded the table for him. Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. I really pounded the table in that lead-up for him. Okay, so what I thought was going to happen, I thought that Zach Gelb was going to come on the airwaves and he was going to have his phone ready and he was going to go to basically have me dead to rights and hit refresh on Twitter and boom, gone. And he would have been sitting there on the line with his pants down around his ankles. And we were, well, Zach, what are you talking about? I didn't factor in screenshotting and saving. <laughs> and then he's, 
first of all, you have the worst lie ever. You're like, Zach, I never did that. I don't see him. Find him. Find him for me. Zach's like, I've got him right here. We're going to text him to you immediately during the commercial break. Then he sends him. You're like, these must be photoshopped. These must be photoshopped. Consider him screenshotting, which should be illegal. Screenshots of Twitter. You put it out there. You tweeted. All right. You made it public. You know, in the end, it was a mistake to delete them. But in the end, it wasn't even a big deal. So Matt Rule was a hot candidate that everybody knew about, and I said he should have been hired. It doesn't mean he doesn't suck. Well, that's what you should have led with. Why did you want to lie and hide behind deleting the tweets when you could have just said, yeah, at first I thought he was good, and now he's a chump? I don't know, because to me, I felt as if the act of catching Zach with no evidence when he was prepared for evidence was too good an opportunity to take, so I took a shot down the field. Because there would have been nothing better than him jumping on the air with you to try to bash me, going to his phone and go, I'm going to read you these tweets, hitting refresh, and boom, they're gone. And him stuttering and stammering and realizing he had absolutely nothing. That is why. And that would have been great radio. Oh, Zach, you called with nothing. Is he is he still in your life through dating your sister's friend yes yes so you're still seeing him on a social basis well define seeing him i i saw him the friday or saturday after after thanksgiving at a bar we had a couple drinks it was a there was a cover band playing and yeah that was fine that's the last i've seen of him so we'll see what the spring brings we'll see what happens i got my sister's wedding coming up i guess he's gonna find his way into that Uh, who knows if he joins as a groomsman i'm really out if he's on the bachelor party i'm probably out (laughs) But that's where we're at. Okay. Well, I want you to have uh, Zach on side B here. Work through this. I want to hear his side of the story. And I want to know, was he aware of the four other tweets that he didn't cite that you've deleted? I got a Barbara Walters, my own self here. Because I want to know, how many did he find of you? And did he just stop it too? Because if you said there's six with an easy Google search... Yeah, it was Twitter easy for search. me to do in 30 seconds and wipe them out, for sure. Yeah, so if you just typed in Mraz and Matt Rule and six tweets came up, I'm surprised you only cited two of them. So he was lazier in his own digging. Interesting. Well, we'll <laughs> ask him all this next. That's what you have over him. Hey, you, you missed four of them. Right. Kind of doesn't hurt my case of the <laughs> angle I was going to go. Help my kid, but we'll, we'll go with what we got to go with. Okay. Here's Gelb on side B. Welcome into Side B of the PGB. How are you? Here is Mraz, host of Side B of the PGP. You just heard it teased at the end of Side A there. DA and I going over the 12 DAs of Christmas. And, of course, Zach Gelb looking to screw me over what else is new. Well, now, the man, the myth, the legend. No, we're not Andrew Bogus as he usually is here on Side B. Zach Gelb, who likes trying to put me in headlocks and take me down, and I don't quite think he did as well as he thought he did, but we will investigate it all now. Zach Gelb joins us. Zach, hello. Uh, Maraz, I'm doing great. What an honor it is to be on the PGP usurping Andrew Bogus today, so I take that uh, very well, and I know that's a big honor. It is a, It is an extremely big honor, Zach. Okay, well, let's just start it here. How long have you been sitting on Matt Rule tweets that made you feel like you had to call into the DA show on Tuesday to try to sell me out? I think the original screenshot that I have is from December 6th. Um, I came across that tweet right around there, and it's not as if I was sitting on it, 
because I knew that eventually you would keep on poking the bear and would provoke me. Like, we're very friendly, but then there's sometimes you take some shots that I go, eh, I may not have loved that one. So I was waiting for something to occur that would just put that out there into the universe and show you that you actually do love Matt Rule, even though you put on this act like well, Hold on. First of all, I do not love Matt Rule. Now, was I intrigued by the idea of the Giants hiring him? Sure. All of these tweets, by the way, that you found were prior to the fact that he needed people to fly out to him and he needed an eight-year deal. And Matt Rule was in no business out of Baylor to be saying he needed those things. And now the Panthers are screwed with him. So what I probably should have done is owned that moment and owned that, sure, I had a lazy take of wanting Matt Rule to be a head coach because that was the popular name at the time. And I should have dug deeper than that. It was a lazy take. And by the way, the Giants would have been more screwed right now had they hired Matt Rule instead of Joe Judge. With all of that being said, how come you only had two? Because in a 30-second span of finding out that you were trying to screw me on Tuesday's show, I quickly, admittedly, went to delete tweets, hoping I would catch you with your pants down because you didn't have screenshots you went to have the tweets. And I found six of them in the lead-up, but you only had two. Well, I didn't really uh, care and do that much of a deep investigation. I saw what I needed, and I didn't have to further drag you through the mud. But did you search these, or somebody sent you these? Oh, I searched them. I did Mirage CBS rule, okay. and I was just curious what was going to come up. So you you were looking at investing. So it is kind of a loser move on your part to do a search. Kind of. Would you at least admit that? Um, No, because I think it's all in, in good fun for the radio show, uh, for my show, and, and for your show. I got what I needed out of it. Honestly, I think the loser move here, Sean, is... You didn't even know that this was coming because I texted DA yesterday. Oh, yesterday. I I said I may – hold on. I texted him yesterday, and I said I may have something that could make Sean look bad with Matt Rule. It's not like a kill shot. It's not something he can't recover from. But I think people would be intrigued. And I ran my play, and I knew that you were going to projectile vomit and make this worse than what it actually was. And you walked right into my my mousetrap because while I was on hold, because you picked up and you said, oh, what do you have here? I said, oh, an old Matt Rule tweet that you had. Then you made the loser move, searched yourself for Matt Rule, found your tweet, and you weren't even smart enough to, to delete both tweets. You only deleted one of the tweets that I ha- that you had. So I thought that you made it even worse. Well, I actually deleted six tweets, so you didn't even have them all. Oh, but that's even worse. But hold on. Hold on. So you mean to tell me that... Because here's the thing, Sean. The thing that I respect about you is 9.9 times out of 10, you have a, a, a bad take, and then you own it. Always and you go, it. oh, it's good. You, you, you're good. The one time, the tenth of a time that you didn't own it, it was a catastrophe for you. Well, I didn't own it because, to me, there was going to be bigger joy out of catching you with your pants down, hoping you were on Twitter with that search bar up and seeing you get screwed when the tweets weren't there. I took a shot down the you field. you got to know me. I, I do my homework. If I'm going to come to a fight, I'm not going to be going into the fight out of shape. I'm going to be ready to go. All right. Well, first of all, calm down. We get it. You go on an elliptical a couple times a week. Relax. Uh, within shape. <laughs> Let me just. Hey, the Bayou Bear thought I looked very good. He yeah, complimented right. me he's on, just, on my structure. He's just looking for friend. another radio personality to kiss the ass of. But let me just say this. Probably. 
You said something important that you went to DA on Monday afternoon to say you have something that may not be overall, but you have this. DA, when I was asking him in the talk back button during a break before you appeared, I said, what's going on here? He said, oh, he just wants to defend himself when it comes to, you know, Matt Rule. And obviously we were poking fun of him. He played it very low key. You mean to tell me that DA was aware prior to you on the phone that you were going to reveal texts or, or tweets about Matt Rule? DA did not know the content of the tweets. But he knew you had tweets. Sure. Oh, hold on. I just want to make sure that this is right. I go, hold on. I got to scroll to this message. I wrote to DA. I may have to call in tomorrow. I have discovered a very funny old Mraz tweet regarding oh. Rule. And then DA said, perfectly, definitely call it. Uh, call in. We're going to ask you if you tried to get Twitter to shut down after fire, Matt. Well, rule was trending, which the funny part was, you want to know who the underrated person is in all of this? Who? It's actually Andrew Kaplan. Well, of I course. Cap- of course. Uh, I think he's the most underrated person at the company. Anytime I have a meeting with management, I tell them how great Kaplan is. Because in radio now, we need to use more social media. Yep. He's a conniving, slivering snake, though, Kaplan. You can't trust but, him. But here's the thing. He's the instigator. Now, I'm not like other radio hosts that go, I never listen to your guys' show. I think it's healthy for the radio station when I listen from time to time and we poke fun at one another. I wasn't listening, though, to you guys on Monday. Cap sent me the clip of, course of he you did. guys bringing that up. I didn't even know... That fire mat rule was even trending. Of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. Because your head is so far up Matt Rule's ass, frankly, but intended that you've refused to see his problems. Everybody saw that fire mat rule trending, but you love Matt Rule so much you missed it. And of course Cap does that. Of course. And that's what I'm talking about. Nobody has my back. Nobody, including Cap. Hold on. Hold on. Mraz, this is where you aren't 100% truthful. Full disclosure, I'm a Matt Rule fan. I want to see Matt Rule. Hold on. You're not letting me finish. You know that I am a Matt Rule fan because he was at Temple when I was at Temple, and I followed him at Baylor, and I was thrilled when he got the Carolina Panthers job. But what you do is you pretend as if I'm never critical of the guy. He's not having success right now with the Carolina Panthers. Is it all him? No, he doesn't have an offensive line. The quarterback decisions are his choices, and they haven't been good. And he's been without run CMC for two seasons. Do I think Matt Rule can still be a successful coach? Yes, I think he can. Is it likely? Uh, uh, you know, next year's going to be a big year. I think he's going to be back next year with the Carolina Panthers. Well, better be the but game he is. Hold on, but now you think I'm not going to be critical of someone that I that I know? Well, well, what are we talking about? Well, you're certainly... when Matt took the job at Temple. When Matt took the job at Temple, he even said to me, oh, yeah, "I'm sure he'll be bashing me on the radio one day." Like, come on, you got to be a little bit fair to me. Here. Well, well, this is what I'll be fair to you. What your version of being critical of? With Matt Rule, you there's no way you are as critical as many on CBS Sports Radio and the media are of him, and that's fine. And Matt Rule might be a great guy, and he might be a great college coach. He has been a, he's been a disaster. This was supposed to be a big year for Carolina, and he's been a disaster. That being said, this is exactly what I hammered home on the show. The main theme after you pantsed me on the air was 
that I lied and deleted the tweets, okay? And that Eric, DA killed me. Pete slamming home. He killed me. You're laughing, putting up pictures. Kaplan knows he started this whole garbage by sending it to you to yeah. stoke the flames, which is another thing. But here's what I'm talking about. DA blatantly lies to me, acts like he doesn't know, but then throws it all in my face that I'm lying. He lied by say by denying to me that he had the tweets. Just like he, he was claimed he was in the building, he was in the building, but missed the Steph Curry record-breaking three. Uh, Kaplan knew this was coming the whole way home. Everybody hides things from me. My scream and yelling point after you hung up the phone is nobody has my back, and everybody throwing back at me that I'm a liar. I'm working with a show full of liars that don't have my back, and you're proving that point for me. Well, what does this have to do with me? I was just being you truthful. You started and also, it because you started it after Cap started it. And, and, and can I just question uh, one integrity you, here? No, no, no. Hold probably, on. Hold on. You also could have texted me and said, hey, Mraz, just so you know, I'm going to give you a pass. You better back off criticizing me about Matt Rule or I'm going to reveal these tweets. Look what I have. And oh, then I knew what to back. Now you're getting sensitive, mister. I don't care what people say. Is now getting sensitive when I you know we poke fun at one another over and over again. I wouldn't oh, call please, it sensitive. You're crying right now. I wouldn't oh, call that sensitive. Oh, can you text me and give me a head up? You should you're have. So pathetic. I got no friends pathetic. around this station. I got no friends. <laughs> Nobody has my back. Let me just also say this. I do find I have one more tweet that I'm sitting on that I have sent you that I think we should make aware here. And then I promise I have no oh, more old tweets. I don't even remember. I don't even remember if you sent me this. This is how much I'm lost in my own mind here. You've sent me a tweet that I know is going to screw me? Yeah. Last year, oh, you no. tweeted me that the Joe Judge-led New York Giants are going to be in a better spot for the next five years than Bill Belichick and the Patriots because well, you have so much confidence in what the Giants had on their roster. You know what? I, I stand by that because now the Giants have the number five and number six <laughs> overall picks by trading for the Bears. They are clearly in a position oh, yeah. to build the roster better. And the Patriots are going to sure. wiped out in a wild card round. We're closer to building a yes, Super Bowl contender. Because, you have a crap quarterback in Mac Jones. Oh, a crap quarterback. Stop it. You, he's, he's much better than Daniel Jones, oh, I'll please. tell you. Belichick's already apologizing the to the media because he knows what's about to happen with Mac Jones. Come on. I, I, I will pants you once again. The biggest problem with the Giants, it's John Mara. You have confidence that John Mara is going to hire the next oh, general manager. True. They're going to keep Joe Judge, and then that general manager, after a year, is going to fire Joe Judge, and they're going to get it right with John Mara, who is as incompetent as, as, as incompetent can be. You're telling me that you believe in John Mara. Well, you know what? I'll tell you this. Just listen to you G. Don't. Listen to G. Wiz. You can download that on the Odyssey app and WFAN.com. Uh, we save all our John Mara takes from there. We don't sell those on the PGP for free. So, you know, you want to hear those takes, Zach? I'll send you there. And then you can save your screenshots there. If I'm there. a sycophant for Matt Rule, then you sound like a sycophant for John Mara. Oh, you can't say right you now that you, don't, that you believe it. Of course Matt, I don't. Matt. Did you not hear me screaming and yelling? Thank you. Oh, that's right. Uh, you couldn't hear because you were inside Matt Rule's body. But when I screamed and yelled on Sunday, oh, that was it. a disaster. Now Andrew Kaplan has just stopped by and taken a picture because he knows the snake move he's pulling. All right. On all that you, note. You, you know, you know wait, 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 real quickly. Oh, here the we go. other thing that I do not like, this is the only thing that, I did, that, that really provoked me to go with this. And I just want you to clarify this. You said yesterday on the show. If things go wrong for Matt Rule in 2022, then the NFL guess well for Zach Geld is going to be very dry. Can you further explain that for me? Because I kind of thought what you were insinuating, 
And that just bugged me a little bit yesterday. So can you clarify that for me, Sean? It always comes back to Zach and his brilliant guest booking. Zach, there's no secret. You have great guests that you get, great big names and all of that. The point is, whenever you turn around, it feels like you have a weekly Carolina Panthers really good segment, a quality control coach here, a head coach here, a player here. My point is, yeah, okay, maybe Phillip Rivers still pops on the Zach Gelb show, but that Carolina Panther, I have an NFL head coach well, dries up, absolutely. I have, I've had two Panthers guests this entire season. Matt Rule, and I'm talking about people associated with the organization. And the other, yes, was a linebacking coach, I believe, and Mike Saravo when we were doing first and goal to preview the Carolina Panthers season. Other than that, there has not been a player from the Panthers or another coach from the Panthers on the show and as you being a very good producer as you are, and you know me, even though we like to, to fight a little bit, we're friends, and, and no, I respect not, it's you not at easy the end to of the do. day. I get it. It's not easy to get those guests. I get it. But, but, but hold on. Why wouldn't I put Matt Rule on, especially when they signed Cam? I've only had him on twice, twice right, this okay. season. And Zach, one was nobody's, saying, Cam. Nope, was nobody's saying why wouldn't you put him on, but we all know that you have a personal connection, and that's how you're getting him on. That's all. Sure. So now you now you're sure, sensitive so, about that. Now I mean it's easy to no, get a guest I, on when you live inside of them. So that's all. But I don't. I, I here's the thing. I don't care if I know you or if I don't. I'm going to tell it how it is. That's what I do. Okay. I I've even talked about this on Ion Football. Um, going back to Boy, to what he said after the game about free him. Plugs here. We talked about it. A lot of free plugs. Well, what are you? Of course, I'll be like Peter Schwartz right now trying to get something for free on this great platform. Well, let me end with this, and we can end on an agreement note. Why do you think Peter Schwartz is not verified on Twitter? That's a great question. Like, here's the thing, and and I don't want this to sound douchey, because you could even make an argument no. that you and I shouldn't be verified no, on Twitter. No, I agree. No, fair. I agree. No, you haven't sounded douchey at all the last 15 minutes. I agree. But, <laughs> but why should Peter Schwartz be verified. Is Peter Schwartz identity getting stolen? Um, what, do we need the, the, island, the articles about the Islanders to be verified? Do we need the Riptide or whatever that, I think it's the lacrosse team tweets to be verified? And here's the thing, if you don't get verified, like if I didn't get verified, I would have some self-respect and not tweet out, oh, I need to be verified. Twitter, what can I do to be verified? When you're just looking for people to puff up your ego a little bit and go, Twitter, you should verify Peter Schwartz. I like Pete. I, I, I'm a big Peter Schwartz fan, oh. but he's being ridiculous here. He is. He is. But I just thought I'd, I thought I'd get your opinion on that. That's a little a little PGP meat on the bone. All right, Zach, go to get to your yeah. destination. I don't even know if we've settled anything here, but wherever we got, we got. Uh, you can follow what? Zach Gelb on Twitter, at Zach Gelb. You can listen to the Zach Gelb show. You know Gelb what we show. need to do? What? You know what we need to do? What? We need to go back out. I'll get you a drink, and we'll we'll talk over some chicken wings, and I think we'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, all right. I'll see you in March. Uh, at Zach Gelb on Twitter, <laughs> 6 to 10 a.m. Uh, p.m. Eastern time on yeah, CBS Sports like, Radio. And uh, a couple more weeks of, uh, what, Eye on Football on Sundays, which he loves telling you that's yeah. when he criticizes Matt Rule. So, tree falls in a forest. Zach, uh, thanks for... <laughs> Jeff Nixon, by the way, coming on the show today from the Carolina Panthers. Plus, we're going to have Ed Foley and also Mick Mixon. We're going to do a whole Panthers show. WFMG is going to love me. Shocker. Shocker. All right, Zach. (laughs) Take care, buddy. Sean Debo. And that'll wrap it for this week's PGP.